Well, I hope by now uh, you are real clear on why we're so excited to be celebrating today. And, uh, you know, really no better way in our mind than to experience that celebration than through uh, the act of baptism and in joining together to witness those. Uh, we feel like there is no other uh, highlight Sunday than a baptism. And today uh, the baptism represents everything that we would hope to celebrate in the stories of these half dozen people uh, who were able to share what's going on in their lives. And I mean, what what incredible stories. I hope that you were inspired by them. I certainly was. I mean, you know, one person talking about being on the wrong side of the law and hearing about Southridge in prison. Like, was that actually real? Talk about a, a marketing strategy. Wow. Um, you know, someone whose life had hit rock bottom. Someone who was the victim of the brokenness of someone else. You know, someone with irrepressible anger, uh, you know, just uncontrollable in, in their life. Someone who had described, you know, did you hear the, the, the comment of uh, their life was like waking up every day like the movie Groundhog Day, just waking up and the same thing happening over and over and over again. You know, others sharing of their uh, you know, kind of loneliness, their meaninglessness, their, their sense of absence of God in their life and the poor choices that resulted I love the one comment where uh, someone had said they weren't as happy as they thought they were. How many of us have felt that before? Wow. And yet, uh, celebrated today in their baptism, things are different. All these people have, you know, grown tired of life as they knew it. And, you know, we're on a bit of an adventure exploring, you know, trying to seek out where God was and who he could be in their lives. They did the investigation of the Bible and the Jesus that it speaks of. They, they considered for themselves the claims of Christ. You know, not just what Jesus teaches about how to live, but what he claimed about who he was, who he wanted to be, and what he wanted to do in people's lives. And as a result, they recognized his death as a love sacrifice for them so that they could experience his forgiveness and a reconnection in relationship to God. And today they got to represent that in the act of baptism as they immerse themselves downward, kind of symbolic of the death of Christ that they were kind of aligning with and, you know, immersing themselves in this water that represented Jesus washing their sin and past mistakes away. What an incredible experience for us to celebrate. And yet, I wonder if we realize that that is not ultimately what we celebrate on a morning like today. Because as much as it feels like baptism, you, know, you hear the stories, you feel like baptism is kind of a finish line in people's search for God, trying to you know, ultimately find God and represent that they found God through Christ and representing that in baptism. Baptism is way, way more a starting point than a finish line. It's, it's way more a starting point than a finish line. And it's what the act of baptism represents can start in their lives and in yours and mine that we truly want to celebrate and clarify today. So one of the passages in the Bible that speaks to baptism is in Romans chapter six, where it says there, <coughs> excuse me, we were buried with Christ through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead 
through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. It's, it says, first of all, that we were, the language is, buried with Christ in baptism, meaning our baptism symbolizes that we identify with and receive the implications of the death of Jesus for ourselves. That's what all of these participants have done. That's what we celebrated today. But do you notice that it says more than that? It says, we do that, it says, in order that we may live a new life. And it says that we can live that new life through the power of Jesus Christ, just as Christ was raised from the dead. It says we can live a new life, not just because of Jesus' death that makes forgiveness possible. We can live a new life because of Jesus' resurrection. If you're here today and that's weird for you, I just encourage you to go online and check out last week's message because in this three-week Easter challenge that we kind of slowly worked our way towards this weekend together in, uh, our teaching pastor last week, Mike Krause, walked us through the reality of the resurrection of Jesus. That there were actually eyewitness human beings like you and me who watched Jesus of Nazareth die a criminal's death on the cross only to interact with that same Jesus of Nazareth three days later in resurrected form. And it's not just the hundreds of people who would claim that they were eyewitnesses of that reality. It's the reality of the difference that that made in those hundreds of people's lives as they suddenly shifted from confused and waffling in their faith to absolutely certain and willing to die for at level strength of conviction. Last week, we kind of did all the heavy lifting of the reality of the resurrection so that we could come to a day like today on Easter Sunday and celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive. But for us to celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive, we've got to appreciate what that actually means. And Romans 6 kind of helps us understand that as cool as it is to be forgiven by Jesus through his sacrificial death on the cross, that's not the end of the story. It was done in order that we could be different through his resurrection. Because through his resurrection, Jesus became alive. And because Jesus is alive, his spirit is available. And because his spirit is available, it can invade the lives of people who've received his forgiveness. And as his spiritual life invades the lives of people who's re who've received his forgiveness, his living spirit can begin to live in our lives and can begin to change and transform us by the inside out into his image. Simply put, because of the reality of the resurrection, Jesus Christ, who is risen today, can live in you. And because of that, what we celebrate on a day like today is that change is finally possible. Because of Jesus' risen life in people like you and in people like me, hearts can be healed. New habits can be formed. You know, we can start to actually, you know, feel different things, develop new attitudes, shape different priorities. We can make different kinds of decisions that set, set different kinds of directions that lead to different kinds of trajectories that lead to different kinds of legacies. Our lives can be fundamentally different, finally, once and for all, because there is a different resource available in the risen life of Jesus to make them so. 
Ultimately, that's why we're celebrating today. And that's why these baptism stories represent way more of a starting point than a finish line. Because as incredible as it is that they've received a kind of washing clean of their past, it's what they had to look forward to that they wanted to celebrate the most with us. In fact, of all the lines, the one that captivated me the most what was the, the line at the very end where it was said, you know, how exciting it, it is to think of what is to come. How exciting it is to think of what is to come. And every one of those baptism participants can have not just a, a, a freedom from their past, but even cooler, a hope for their future because of the new availability of the risen life of Jesus for them. I hope that you and I can appreciate that as we celebrate Easter together. You know, I know for many of us, for many of us, when it comes to a life of faith, we assume that uh, the Christian faith, a life of faith in God is just like any old religion. And it's not, it's fundamentally different. Religion, we've said this before, religion by definition is a set of activities that people do for God, essentially to please or to satisfy God. You know, you attend certain things, you participate in certain programs, you engage in certain rituals. It's you and I doing things for some spiritual value. But on, on our own resources, the doing of those things leave us in the exact same place, you know, throughout our lives where the definition of insanity is doing the same thing but expecting different results. And it's until we get a different resource that our level of satisfaction and happiness and the quality of the experience of our life can't change. Only when we get a different resource can our lives, in fact, be different. And that's the hope of what we ultimately celebrate today in Easter. Because Jesus didn't just die. He rose from the dead Change is possible because his spirit is alive to invade your life and mine, to give us the hope to transform us progressively, increasingly into his likeness every day. Ultimately, that's the good news of Easter that we're celebrating today. Not just the finish line of a forgiven past, but the starting line of a wonderful future with God ahead. And as we trust in Christ, as opposed to trying on our own resources ourselves, he can increasingly live his life, his values, his heart, his direction, his way of life through us in greater and greater ways, giving us a new experience of what he called abundance. So we want it on a day like today to not just celebrate these baptisms at the starting point, we wanted to also give you a little glimpse of what that can look like a little bit further down the road. What, what, what is this change you're talking about? What, what, how can I actually experience it? What does it look like you know, for a real person? And so we, of all the stories that we could have cited, um, we sat down and talked to uh, someone from our, com uh, our St. Catherine's community who's been a friend of a, a number of us for years. Um, Norm Arnold originally... Uh, kind of interacted with us as a community when uh, he joined us in our homeless shelter at our St. Catherine's location. But over the years, a number of us developed great friendships with Norm. And, you know, as one thing kind of led to another, Norm found faith in Christ. And just like six people did today, Norm represented that a few years ago in baptism as not just a finish line, but a starting point for his life. 
And ever since then, as God has been living in and working in him, he's been making changes. And in one particular incident, a number of us got a real up-close view of one of those really cool changes that God made in his life. And so check out the screen and hear one story from the episode of the life of Norm Arnold. When we got to the hospital, I realized something was horribly wrong. As the doctors were still trying to figure things out, um, I found myself in a sudden conversation about end-of-life scenarios, and she essentially told us the, the exact words were, um, people don't recover from what Norm has. Um, that was pretty devastating. Um, At the time, I remember thinking, with all of the stuff that Norm has been through in his life, that chicken pox or shingles was the thing that was going to actually take him down. I just couldn't believe that. It wasn't the violence, it wasn't the drugs, it wasn't the years spent in prison, it wasn't the unhealthy lifestyle or the homelessness. So the next day, uh, I went to work. It was Tuesday, I remember, because we had a staff meeting. I remember just saying we were that we were told that people don't recover from what Norm has. But I felt in my heart, and I, I remember just saying, but they don't know the God that we serve. So we huddled into groups, and everybody prayed. Um, and I left the staff meeting and went and picked up Sarah and went back to the hospital. And to our utter shock and amazement, when we walked in the room, Norm was sitting up with his eyes open. The next day when we came back, all I can say is he was, it was like he was completely back to normal. In fact, the doctor came in and told us there was nothing medical, there was no medical reason to keep him in the hospital anymore. They were gonna discharge him. So we didn't really know how to react to that. Uh, kind of, it was exciting that he wasn't gonna die, but kind of strange to think about now, what does this mean? I was at my brother's house and the two of us were trying to get to the bottom of how, how could this have possibly happened? Why did they not treat him in the first place? When I got to the hospital, my ride left, and when I saw the doctor, I said to her, I said, I think I got shingles. And she said, what are you, a doctor? It, was, it really wasn't until after he was better that we started to get upset about why this had happened. And so we actually called the hospital to see if we could get a hold of the administrator and find out, you know, at the very least to register some complaint about the, the care that Norm had received but we felt like if the person couldn't look Norm in the eye and say, I'm sorry for what I did to you, that that just felt inadequate. When Tom arranged this meeting with the doctor and her boss, I wanted to know for myself if this person really felt bad about what she did. I wanted to be able to know if I was gonna let this go, or if I was gonna sue him. She's got a stone cold look on her face. Now I'm starting to get um, angry. 
She's got no reply. She's not even talking. I thought she was just in the meeting because her boss made her go in the meeting. I said, Tom, we're going. Let's get out of here. I can't be in this room no more. Um, and then that's when uh, the guy said, Norm, what, what do you want? I said, I want to know why this person didn't give a about me when I walked in. And then she said, I haven't cared for a long time. Shortly after that, uh, she started crying. I told the lady, I, I said, I forgive you. Then she started getting more emotional and I was, I was asking her, like, does she got somebody in her life that she can talk to? Like I got Tom and his family. I got people. I can talk to. Um, if I didn't, I'd never got through this. She said, I don't got a belief like you guys do. As I was going to walk out the room, I think I just turned to her and said, can I give you a hug? And I gave her a hug. Very weird for me. <laughs> I watched this once you know, stone-cold doctor who seemed to not care about anyone or anything. And this person I'd seen come from so much anger and violence and hatred and darkness embrace in this truly loving hug. You could feel that there was actual grace. I've never acted like this before. Norm left the building and somebody else was running the show. And that's my miracle. Did you hear how Norm described that experience in his life? That the real miracle wasn't just that he found medical healing. The real miracle was that something happened in his heart to cause him to behave in a way that as a retribution, revenge-seeking person, he had never known before and would have never been capable of on his own. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about the difference that Jesus can make because of his risen spirit. We're talking about Jesus living in people like you and me and Norm and enabling people to be fundamentally different, to offer forgiveness, for example, where we were never capable of doing that before. Verse that was cited there was in Galatians chapter 2, where it says there that I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ now lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. At the end of the day, that is the good news of the message of Jesus at Easter. That is fundamentally what we celebrate. And at the end of the day, fundamentally what distinguishes Christianity from any religion of sorts. Christianity isn't about you and I 
relying on our own resources to try harder to live out the definition of insanity, which is to just do the same thing but expect different results. Christianity is about Jesus dying on the cross, rising again, making his spirit available to live in us so that we can trust in him. And as he lives his life in us, we can finally be different and truly enjoy not just a clean slate from our past, but a fresh start for our future. Do you understand that this morning? What it is that we're ultimately celebrating together? Now, Jesus invites us into a wonderful lifestyle of following him, of learning of him in order to live like him. He's given his life for you and me so that any one of us, no matter who we are or what we've done, can participate in that way of life. But he doesn't invite us to follow him and then leave us to our own resources to do it. In his love for us and dream for our lives, he actually empowers the very life he invites us into. And he's given himself to live in us, to make us different so that we can follow Jesus by letting him live in us. On Easter Sunday, we celebrate that Jesus is risen. And because Jesus is risen, he's alive today. Because he's alive today, he can live in us. And because he can live in us, change is finally possible. Are you in a place where you'd love for something to change in your life? Are you tired of trying to fix it or transform it or work it out on your own? I pray that today, Easter Sunday, 2017, could be that fresh start for you, finally, maybe for the very first time, where you can not only receive Jesus' forgiveness, but receive his risen life so that he can begin to live in you and you, along with all of us as a community, can experience the adventure and hope that through Christ, change is possible. Let's pray together. Jesus, I want to pray today for all of us in every way that we wish our lives could be different. Every way in which we hope that things could be better, that we could struggle less, enjoy relationships more, get out of bed with a greater degree of meaning and significance and purpose, experience a stronger connection with you. God, we confess that we can't do that on our own, but I pray for every one of us today that we would come into clear contact with the truth of the reality of Easter, the reality of what you ultimately accomplished, not just in your death, but in your resurrection, that you are alive today, that we celebrate your life, and that through you living in us, we can actually be different. Help us in that sense to try ourselves less hard, and to try to trust in you more, to let you live through us, to make the change that you want, to be the people you invite us into, to be all that you dreamed we would be, so that we can truly celebrate together in moments like this, that because of you, change is possible. Jesus, help us to claim that for ourselves today, and help us to encourage that in one another as a family and as a community. All for your sake, we thank you for that wonderful opportunity. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.